At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as we went with a bunch of football in our number one. Now we're going to go a little bit more baseball heavy in our number two. We're going to look to extend the DK Nation streak to seven in a row here in segment number one. So that shall be fun to try to be able to unearth some value there. In the second and third segment of this hour, we're going to have a little bit of a roundtable as Charlie DeCirco, he does great work over at Action Network, and Tom Cunningham, he's over there at Vegas Insider. They're going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at the playoff pitcher in Major League Baseball because we're just a week away from that. We'll probably talk a little bit about the hurricane might wreak a little bit of havoc on the schedule as the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets, they've got a very impactful series that might be seeing a little bit of shifting. So we'll dive into that and also dive into Thursday's slate of games as well. So we've got a lot coming up here in our number two and taking a look mostly at baseball. And then in our number three, we're going to be giving you guys a little bit of everything as we're going to hit some football. We're going to hit some soccer. We're going to hit some baseball. So it's going to be just everything all thrown together and we're just going to try to make you guys as much money as humanly possible. And where we're taking a look at for the DK Nation pick, looking to kick the extra point on the touchdown. We're looking at a game in Seattle, 969, 970 on the bang board. It is the Texas Rangers on the road. They're facing off against the Seattle Mariners. Marco Gonzalez is on the bump for Seattle. And you got John Gray. I always call him 55 Shades of John Gray because 55 is his jersey number. He goes for Texas and 
Total on this game is seven with the Seattle Mariners. Money has not come in on them, to say the least. They opened up as a minus 140 favorite. They're down to between a minus 115 to a minus 120 favorite. Between even money and plus 111 is your number on Texas. And this line has just gotten a little bit out of whack, in my opinion. At minus 140, I agree. There's not a lot of value there. I was willing to lay up to a minus 124 with the Seattle Mariners. So now that we've gotten down to right around minus 115, minus 120, I see some solid value here with Seattle. But what I'm writing up is... The over. I set my total at an 8.1. Right now we are seeing a 7. I think that this should be a run higher because with John Gray, he has made three starts since coming off the injured list, has not delivered a lot of length, and hasn't necessarily looked like the John Gray of old. It's not like he's been getting tattooed or anything like that, but his strikeout numbers are down. He went five innings in his last start against the Cleveland Guardians. He gave up just one hundred run. So a relatively solid showing there, but he's been getting in the neighborhood about 10 strikeouts per nine innings this year. He had just one punch out in five innings, and with his length being rather limited, that is going to be a tad bit of an issue for the Texas Rangers, who have a bullpen that ranks right around 12th in the big leagues. You've got Brock Burke and Matt Moore have been absolutely tremendous in this bullpen. They both are posting up an ERA of a 225 or better, but then as that when you get into guys like a Dennis Santana company, it can be a little bit rough. Meanwhile, for the Seattle Mariners, for much of the season, this has been a very dominant bullpen as they rank eighth in terms of bullpen ERA overall for the season. But take a look at the last three weeks. Things have really won against them as the Seattle Mariners as a whole. I mean, they have lost about seven out of their last 11 games. It has not been too terrific for them as they look for their post, first postseason berth since 2001. Ichiro Suzuki's rookie year, to put this into a little bit more context, Last time the Seattle Mariners made the playoffs, I was eight years old. Sorry if I age some of you guys, but that is absolutely insane. So the Seattle Mariners looking to be able to help out with that. But part of the reason why I do like the over is that with the Seattle Mariners' struggles over the last, we're going to call it two to two and a half weeks, part of that is due to the fact that they were without their top home run hitter. And Eugenio Suarez, he is coming off of going three for three in the game on Wednesday. And he's got 30 plus home runs for this team. So he's able to help out. You got guys like a J.P. Crawford, Sam Haggerty. They're moving the line. I think between about a 245 to a 255. I like Ty France as well. 20 home runs. He's been able to hit a 275. You have a couple guys like Abraham Toro, Jared Kelnick, Dylan Moore. Not moving the line too much. Hitting a 220 or lower. But for the Texas Rangers. Now, do note that Corey Seager dealing with an injury. Most likely going to be on the fold for this game. But you still have three guys with at least 24 home runs for this team. Nate Lowe, Adelise Garcia, Marcus Simeon. And then when it comes to Simeon and Garcia, they're both hitting between about a 250 to a 255, which for Simeon, he won about like 40 games this year without hitting a home run. He has really caught fire ever since that incredibly bad, bad stretch to begin the season. And as a matter of fact, over the last three days, he's hitting at 325. And then Nate Lowe has been hitting above 300 himself. And you've got other guys that are able to move the line. Leonardo Tavares has been able to about a 260. Bubba Thompson has been hitting in that fold of about a 280. You do have a couple guys that may need to pick it up a little bit. And one of those guys that has picked it up is Josh Chung. He's already got multiple home runs in this series. A very highly touted prospect of the Texas Rangers. So that helps him out quite a bit. And I do feel like with the Seattle Mariners beginning to regress in terms of this bullpen, I do think that it's a circumstance where the innings are just starting to pile up on him. That's a little bit rough. And on top of that, Marco Gonzalez is starting for the Seattle Mariners. And that just means runs. Marco Gonzalez overall for the season has a 405 ERA, but if you look at his advanced numbers, the fielding independent 
is a 502. The ball is going to be in play on him all night long. And fielding independent typically is what you're able to take a look at if you just measure a pitcher's effectiveness in terms of preventing things like walks, home runs, list goes on and on. So a lot of people view it as a little bit of a more advanced form of an ERA. But when it comes to Marco Gonzalez, only getting five strikeouts per nine innings, he's given up right around one and a half home runs per nine innings. And then with having not necessarily a lot of length out of John Gray, who is coming off the injured list, I do think that you're going to get plenty of runs in this game. So I'm taking a look at the over in this spot. And when it comes to the Seattle Mariners, I felt like they should have been more like a minus 124 favorite because I do trust in their bullpen a little bit more than Texas is. So we're going to be taking a look at the over in this spot. That is what I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation. And when it comes to this spot with the money line, going to be taking a look at the Seattle Mariners as well. Let's take a look at another game out in the American League. And this is one that is just starting to go final out here on the West Coast. That is 967-968 on the board. The Oakland A's, they're on the road. They're facing off against the LA Angels. It is showtime. Shohei Otani is going to be on the bump for the Angels and Cole Irvin. He goes for Oakland. Low total on this game as well. We're seeing a 7 with the Angels being between minus 240 to minus 250 favors. Between plus $2 and plus 220 is the number on the Oakland A's. As the Angels, they just wrapped this one up against the Oakland A's. They get the job done by a count of 4-1. to one, And I do think that the Angels should be able to go back-to-back in this one. I did set Choi Otani as a very sizable favorite. As I made him a minus 244 money line favorite. I'm looking a little bit more at the run line. I set my run line more on a minus 133. I'm seeing in the neighborhood about a minus 115 to a minus 125. So... I'm going to look to play a little bit of a smaller number, and I'm going to look at the run line because I do think that the Angels can win this game by multiple runs for the Oakland A's. You do have a pair of guys that have been able to do a good job of being able to put back to ball and get home runs. As Sean Murphy and Seth Brown, they've been able to combine for 20, or they've been able to combine for 43 home runs thus far this season. And then you take a look past that. You do have Tony Kemp, who over the last three days has been hitting right around at 275 for the team, but you just don't necessarily have a lot of shall we say, consistency in terms of this offense. As you've got guys like a Nick Allen, Shea Langolaris, Steven Vogt, all guys that saw meaningful at-bats yesterday and are all hitting a 215 or lower. Meanwhile, for the LA Angels, you've got a, tr- a quadrant of guys at the top that do a good job of moving the line. Now, a top-heavy lineup. You do have Matt Duffy sitting right around 250, but he has not seen necessarily a lot of at-bats this season. But Luis Renifo, Joey Otani, Taylor Ward, Mike Trout, all in between about a 270 to a 280. And then with Trout and Otani, these two guys have been able to supply the boom as they've got to combine 72 home runs this season. And Taylor Ward, has 22 home runs, has not been as effective post-All-Star break as he was before the All-Star break, but it seems to be coming back from he hit a home run on Wednesday. So that's a good sign from now. I will say a lot of these guys like Joe Adele, Mickey Monik, Kurt Suzuki at the bottom of the fold. These are not necessarily guys that are going to be able to move the line, but that top four for the Angels, very solid. And for Shohei Otani, if you do a blind test of his numbers against the numbers of Corbin Burns when he won the Cy Young last season, they're darn near identical. He has been that good on the mound. His strikeouts per nine rate is a little bit north of 11. He has done a great job of keeping the ball in the yard. 0.7 home runs per nine innings. He still has a little bit of a home and road split. He's got more like a 220 home ERA. The road ERA, that is just a little bit below three, but it has been absolutely incredible to just watch him all season long and what he's been able to do. He's only giving out two and a half walks per nine innings. That is something that he has really worked on. And 
for Shohei Otani. He's just given this team flat out a chance to win, and he's been able to really just keep this team competitive in the final month of the season because, I mean, there was a point where the Angels just looked so sad and pathetic, and now that he's been able to do all that he's been able to do, it has made things, well, just a little bit more palatable in general for this team. So I do commend him for that. And then on the flip side for Cole Irvin, a guy that has been great at home. He's got a 325 Omiri on the road. That ERA is more like a 488, and he has given up 23 home runs this season. 17 have come on the road, despite the fact that he's thrown 28 innings fewer when he has been on the road. So he's been just completely banged around when he's on the road. And home because he pitches in Oakland, it contains a lot of those balls that are perhaps going to be going out in other parks, but Oakland's able to contain them because it is a pitcher-friendly ballpark. And then for the Angels, you've had some good production out of someone like a Zach Weiss, Andrew Wands, posting up right around 330 ERA for the Oakland A's, just a devastated bullpen as Sam Mall, along with Zach Jackson, Danny Jimenez, three of their better relievers currently on the injured list. So you're looking at guys like Tyler Sear. That is not necessarily a place where you want to be with this Oakland A's team. So I do think that the Angels, they present some good value on the run line. I did take this seven over. And the big reason why I did is just because I think that the Angels have a good chance of being able to get like six plus all by themselves. And I don't think that a shutout is going to be thrown in this game. So I'm looking at the seven over and I'm looking at the Angels laying run and half because I think that they do most of the scoring in this game. And a pair of guys that they do a great job of being able to provide some great analysis. That'd be Charlie DeCirco. He's over at Action Network and Tom Cunningham. He does great work at Vegas Insider. They're going to be joining me next. Take a look at the Thursday MLB card and what we're going to be getting this MLB postseason here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide will be available soon with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, and season long trends to watch, along with three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must have with key insights and data for both avid hockey betters and those. A little bit newer to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season with the VSIN Prep Hockey Guide and get get it by becoming a VSIN Pro subscriber today at VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. We've got a great panel for you guys. As we're going to be talking a little bit of baseball here. Charlie DeCerco, he does amazing work over at the Action Network. And Tom Cunningham, he does great work over at Vegas Insider are joining me and well, gentlemen, it has been very interesting to take a look at this baseball season thus far. And we're going to talk a little bit about what we're going to be seeing in the postseason and then dive into more of a game-by-game sort of circumstance for Thursday in segment number two. But when it comes to finding a little bit of value in terms of the futures board, and I'll start with you on this one, Charlie, is there a team or two that you're warming up on and you feel like they might make a deep run in the postseason that's a little bit further down the odds board and maybe being a little bit disrespected? Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I think it's the Atlanta Braves. I think that obviously there are chances at winning the NL East. It's kind of a long shot at this point, and that's what I said a few weeks ago based on the scheduling. But I think the Braves are worth a long shot here. They sit around that plus 900, 1,000 mark uh, at most odds right now because they're going to have to play uh, the wild card matchup in multiple games rather than having that first round bye. But this is a team that is stacked from top to bottom. Their offense is great. They're not missing a step without Ozzie Albies, who re-heard himself. The offense is great. The bullpen has a little bit of question marks at times, but they went out. They got Rysel Iglesias, which shores that up. And they're starting pitching. Well, you can't really go wrong with Strider if he returns, Max Freed, the likes of Charlie Morton, big game Chuck, as they always say. So I love the Braves here as far as a long shot play. I don't think that the teams above them really are worth the price at this point. And I said earlier, I didn't like their NLEs odds, but do love them as far as playing to win the National League or the World Series. And I do find it a little bit befuddling as well that there's just such a big divide between 
the price on the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets. If you're looking at the Mets to win the World Series over at DraftKings, plus 550. And when it comes to the Braves, that's at 8-1. to Tom, are you in agreement with us? Because I do think that the team that right now presents the most value in the futures market is the Atlanta Braves with how they've been playing really since the beginning of the month of June. Yeah, I, uh, I actually was pretty high on the Mets, and then I started digging into the numbers a little bit deeper. And I think the Braves are probably your best value pick to win the World Series right now. I saw plus 950, 10 to 1, basically, uh, is what Charlie's saying. So I love that play. They're second in the majors in home runs. Uh, they're second in on-base and slugging percentage. Third in RBIs, third in runs. So the offense is there. We know how good the offense is. Uh, but the pitching has been deceivingly good. Uh, you mentioned Strider. He and Morton are both in the top five of total strikeouts for the National League. Uh, then you look at earned runs. Atlanta, they're fifth best in earned runs allowed and third best in home runs allowed. Only one other team has given up fewer home runs in terms of the 11 of 12 in the playoff picture now, not including the Phillies or Brewers yet. Um, but of the 11 teams, the Braves and the Astros have the lowest uh, home run allowed total. And ironically, they played in the World Series last year. So uh, I like the Braves, and I'm surprised that they're being talked about as a dark horse considering they're the defending champions. So uh, I like the Braves. I was pretty high on the Mets until I started digging a little bit deeper. So I like the Braves in terms of what they're producing and the value that you're getting with them. And then, Tom, I know that's something else that you've been doing as well is in terms of taking a look at futures, not just taking a look at one separate team with regards to odds to win the World Series or something like that. You're actually looking at some World Series matchups. Take me through your thought process here and some of the bets that you fired in on. Yeah, I looked at some exactos, and I like them because I'm pretty sold on the four teams, uh, the top four teams in the playoffs. I really like the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers, and the Braves. And I'm not really sold on anyone else, just kind of looking at the numbers. I think the Mets and the Cardinals probably have the best chance outside of those four to make some noise. The Cardinals might have baseball god magic on their side uh, this postseason run with the three players uh, that they've got between Molina, Pujols, and Wainwright. But uh, I'm just sold on these four teams, the Braves, the Yankees, uh, the Astros, and the Dodgers being the best four. So I'm just mixing and matching exactics with them. And I'm pretty sold that the Yankees are not winning the World Series. And I say that as a Yankees fan. So uh, I'm looking at exactos where the Yankees lose. Uh, and I think the most uh, intriguing one there is the Dodgers over the Yankees at 11 to 1, or the Braves over the Yankees at 30 to 1. So uh, those are two exactos I'm kind of looking at right now. I'm pretty sold on the top four teams, uh, two from each league. And then I'm also kind of sold on the Yankees not winning the World Series. So I'm just kind of playing the odds in that regard. And I think that Tom brings up a good point in that when it comes to the American League, I just don't feel like it's as open as the National League, which is a little bit strange to say because the LA Dodgers, they've got the most wins in all baseball. But I feel like with the American League, you've got the Astros as a very clear number one. And then everyone else is still trying to fight for second place. And I just still don't know who that number three team is behind the New York Yankees because I was liking what I was seeing out of these Seattle Mariners. Things went straight down the toilet bowl from there as they have been losing to some of the worst teams in all of baseball. The Cleveland Guardians are looking very solid right now, but obviously their offense is a little bit of an issue. The Tampa Bay Rays, they've got good pitching, but they've had so many guys on the injured list. And Charlie, I'm not sure if you agree with me or not, but I feel like the side of the bracket that we could see the most chaos on for the MLB postseason would be the National League because it feels like there's more, shall we say, contenders to the 
LA Dodgers rather than to those in the American League to the Astros. Yeah, I think you can really make a argument for basically any team in the National League. Like you could even make an argument, say the Phillies get in the playoffs and they have Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler. They have two of the best pitchers in the National League. Like any given week, we've seen how postseason baseball works. Any team can really win. And we saw what happened with the Nationals like a few years back when they just made that run. The Phillies have the offense that can hit and they have Nola and Wheeler. The Mets have the one, two, three punches. They have Edwin Diaz goes in the door. You can go on and on with every team in the National League. But for me, and like you kind of mentioned earlier and what Tom's kind of talked about, it's really the Astros are nothing for me. I think the Astros are by far and away the best team in the American League. They have the best offense. As long as Jordan Alvarez is healthy, his ankle, I know the extras came back negative, but Jordan Alvarez, Altuve, Bregman, their offense is as deadly as anyone. Their bullpen is incredible, and they have a healthy starting rotation now that like Lance McCullers is back, and they have Garcia, and they have other arms that they need to rely on. They don't have to use Jose Urquidy as the number four. He can go into the bullpen because he's not very good, frankly, but they actually have that team from top to bottom, and I don't really know every other team in the American League really has a weakness. The Toronto doesn't really have the great starting pitching. The Yankees, after Aaron Judge, it's a so-so affair. So do agree with you in that in that spot where the National League is really up for grabs and the American League is kind of a one-horse race. And I do think that in terms of taking a look at the MLB right now, because I know that a lot of people, they want to fire in futures in terms of winning the World Series, in terms of winning the pennant, but I'll pose this to you, Tom. I feel like there might be just a little bit more value this postseason, just going a little bit more game to game because we just mentioned it with the National League, all the, shall we say, hoopla with these teams, all these teams that I do feel like they're relatively solid. And then in the American League, there's only one team named the Houston Astros. So there have to be other teams that win some series. And when it comes to the American League, I mentioned it with a lot of teams having a lot of weaknesses, but you also do have a lot of stud pitchers on so many of these other teams that are going to probably be in the wild card. So backing some of these stud pitchers could be a good way to make some money this postseason as well. I agree. And uh, honestly, I'd like to see how the Cardinals do. I know talking a little bit about the American League here, but with the Cardinals, it's a bit interesting to me because you look at the Mets, the Dodgers, and the Braves, and the pitching staff there have all been dominant, and there's big names on the paper like DeGrom and Scherzer and Kershaw and Morton. And I look at the Cardinals, and I think that their pitching is going to be huge if they're going to make a run in the postseason. And that goes into, you know, the guys that go past Wainwright. And I'm just not sure if the Cardinals can do it. So I'm not saying that they can do it, that they can't do it, because I think they can. But in terms of my conviction with the pitching, I think the Cardinals, I'm, I'm most up in the air about. I don't know which way to lean with the starting pitching for uh, the Cardinals and which pitching staff we're going to get in the postseason. So kind of with your theory there, uh, I would follow the Cardinals most closely in that regard, kind of going game by game. And Tom, I am someone that I am born from. I was born in the great state of Wisconsin. I can tell you right now, the St. Louis Cardinals like haunt my dreams as a Milwaukee Brewers fan. And I've had to take the Cardinals quite a bit in this just entire set this season against the Milwaukee Brewers. So I am in total agreement with you there. They made some great acquisitions at the deadline. And I do think that they're going to be a dangerous team. 
I, like you, don't want any part of them winning the World Series, but I think that they could have a nice run in the postseason, win some games if things break right, and things are broken just right for us, as coming up next, we're going to be rejoined by Tom Cunningham, who does great work over at Vegas Insider, and Charlie DeCirco to take a look at the slate for Thursday here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Place them up for week four with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance, which is offered every Sunday all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, you get your stake back. Has a free bet of up to $25. We draw on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football, and you get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Charlie Desturco, does great work at Action Network, and then we've got Tom Cunningham aboard. He does great work over at Vegas Insider, and I'm going to start with you on this one, Charlie, in that... I know you've got a little bit of a play here when it comes to the Rays and the Cleveland Guardians. This is about as much of a pick em game as you can get. It is pretty much minus 105 to minus 110 both ways. Total on this game is 7 with Jeffrey Springs and Cal Quantrill taking the mound. Take me through this one because for the Cleveland Guardians, I have no idea how, but they're 14-1 and in Cal Quantrill's last 15 starts, but Jeffrey Springs has been one of the best starters that has really come out of nowhere all season long. So this is going to be a tremendous matchup, in my opinion. Yeah, we're talking about Kyle Quantrill and how well he's done and the Guardians have done in his starts. That He's cost me a lot of money the last few times out. But, I mean, he is Mr. Lucky this season. His XFIP, ERA, both nearly a run higher than his actual ERA. And he's posting his worst expected batting average and expected slugging since 2019. Yet somehow, some way, his ERA is in that low to mid three range. His strikeout numbers are, are down. His barrel rate is up. He's not generating swings and misses. So I love the opportunity here against the Rays to fade him. And I'm looking over the first five innings just because, as we saw uh, tonight, the Rays bullpen, a lot of usage after glass now left early. And the, the Guardians are not shy of using Class A and Karen Check and the rest of that bullpen despite being ahead and clinching the division. So I'm looking for the Rays over the first five here. As you mentioned, Springs has been great. He's shored up on his walks from a season ago. And he's really, he's had this barrel rate. He's expected batting average just 232. He's above average in nearly every advanced metric that you want. So I love the pitching edge here with Springs over Quantrill. So I think this line should really be Rays minus 120, 125. So I would love to get the Rays at that minus 105, minus 110 over the first five innings. And you never know with the Guardians, their offense. They could sit Jose Ramirez, Stephen Kwan, any of these guys now that they have the central locked up. So always nice to get ahead while the Rays have to play for that wild card spot still. And what I think is very smart about taking the first five rather than the full game as well, the Rays have had to utilize their bullpen for 14 innings the last two days as well. And even for a team as deep as the Tampa Bay Rays, that is going to add up as well. So Jeffrey Springs should be able to get five solid innings out of him. So I do like that angle. And then, I think you guys are actually against me, mano a mano, in this Texas Rangers versus Seattle Mariners game, which I absolutely love it. You got to love this as 
I know that. Tom, you're on the under, and Charlie, you are on the Texas Rangers. I took the Seattle Mariners and the over, so this is going to be fun. One of us has to, at the very least, if we get a push on the total, then everyone is pretty much happy. But <laughs> one of us has to win one of these. So I'll start with you, Tom, in terms of this Mariners versus Texas Rangers game. Take me through your handicap on the under. Yeah, so I uh, when I'm looking ahead a day at uh, betting, I – tend to go towards trends a little bit more uh, than anything, just because I don't really know what line is coming out. So uh, with the trends I'm looking at here, uh, Texas, they've gone under in 9 of 10 road games when taking on the AL. Uh, they've gone under in 10 of 12 road games overall. The uh, under has hit in 5 of 7 meetings between both teams when playing in T-Mobile. Uh, and then Seattle has just gone under in 5 of 6 games when playing at home. So I like your thought process in terms of the pitchers that are on the mound where I'm more looking at just the team trends, uh, where they kind of lean towards. And then uh, I look and I see the OU record inside T-Mobile this year. Uh, roughly, of course, because you have some pushes with some books over-unders. It's roughly around 28, 42, and 3, uh, favoring the unders. So it just seems like this is a good underplay looking ahead. Uh, but again, your breakdown of the pitching matchup makes sense for the over here. But uh, I'm looking at the trends here, and the under just kind of stuck out for me a little bit. So I'm going with the under. And it is a very pitcher-friendly ballpark out there in Seattle, and it does need to be noted. It's a nighttime game as well because the ball, when it comes to just, I mean, we're going to call it what it is, any of these West Coast ballparks, I mean, the ball travels significantly better during the day, during the night as well. So that's a little bit of a factor there. And then, Charlie, I know you're taking a look at the Texas Rangers, a spot of which at a plus 120, I could advocate for it a little bit more. This is now getting down to right around even money to a plus 106, but Clearly, a little bit of a pitching advantage here for the starters in terms of John Gray versus Marco Gonzalez, and I think that that's quite a bit of your angle on this one. Yeah, I just don't can't get behind Marco Gonzalez here. His xFIP nearly a run higher than his actual ERA. He's a fade material for me. Has been about the entire season. He he doesn't strike out batters. He pitches the contact. You mentioned pitcher friendly park, but. He doesn't get barreled that much, and if he gets hit and he gets hit hard, the ball's going to be flying around the park, and it'll be hard for them to get to. His expected batting average is his worst since 2017, and he's in the bottom 20% in expected batting average and expected slugging, and that fares not well for him against the Texas Rangers offense that actually hit lefties better than they do righties, and we see Nathaniel Lowe has reverse splits. Seager's a great hitter against left-handed pitching, a double-digit increase in batting average, and, a, and they're slugging 436 compared to 382 against lefties versus righties. So top 10 in WRC plus Woba, fourth in isolated power. I just love them here against Marco Gonzalez. And John Gray, I think he's very underrated here. Expected indicators in that low to mid three range, a bit unfortunate with a 364 ERA this far, despite a near 230 expected batting average and an expected slugging rate around 350. So when we're getting into the advanced metrics of things, I think that this favors John Gray. And really, I... We'll look to fade Marco Gonzalez at just about any point I can. So I snagged the money at plus 108, the Rangers at plus money. I like them. I think they're going to be favorites by the time, you know, the game starts tomorrow, probably 10 around there. Yep, and on the open, I could not take a look at the Seattle Mariners personally. The reason why I did is because this has already come down by about 25 cents as well. And to your point, much of the reason why I'm on the over is because of Marco Gonzalez, because I don't have a lot of faith in him either. So we're sort of on the same wavelength on that one. And then, Tom, when it comes to this game, well, this is a day game that is going to be featuring two teams are going to be making tea times within the next week. That would be the Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers. 
Two very forgettable seasons for both of these teams as John Heasley and Eduardo Rodriguez are going to be taking the mound. Heasley and Rodriguez have command issues. Good news for them is that they're facing off against two of, shall we say, the lesser lineups in the big leagues. Where did you take a look at with regards to this one? Yeah, that's a, that's a very kind way of putting it there. Um, <laughs> so I went with the under here uh, because of the unkind offenses from these two teams. Detroit, they've gone uh, under a lot at home this year. The under has uh, hit 42 times in Comerica Park this season. Uh, Detroit, they've gone under five of six home games. Kansas City, they've gone under in five of seven overall and five of seven road games in general. So uh, when they're playing away from home, they go under, it seems. Uh, the under is hitting 15 of 22 meetings between both teams and 19 of 23 meetings when playing in Detroit as well. So you take into the consideration that both these offenses are sluggish at best this season. Uh, you give uh, the you, you also take into consideration the ballpark that they're playing in this year typically has seen under results more times than not. And when these two teams take the diamond against each other, they typically go under as well. So once again, looking at the trends, the, uh, the over under for this supports the under for the day game between these AL Central uh, clubs. But I think more importantly than anything you already mentioned, it's the offenses. They're really, really bad uh, in both Kansas City and Detroit. So given that and the trends, uh, I think I'm comfortable with saying that this game is going to go under. Uh, and that is, yeah, a one o'clock game. So uh, early, early betting for, uh, for many of you uh, tomorrow. So make sure you wake up early for that game because it's a day game. Yep, set your alarms, place the bets, and then don't watch as we get a whole bunch of scoreless settings in that one as it might be a little bit grody of a watch. But, I mean, what is always a great watch is whenever you two guys join me, Tom, I know that you're doing great work over at Vegas Insider and Charlie over there at Action Network. Really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Great to have both of them aboard as it is going to be a very fascinating year here in a I should say a fascinating postseason here in Major League Baseball. So we're about a week away from the end of the regular season. Just want to pass this along as well. Any of you guys that had a bet on the Dodgers versus the San Diego Padres game. This one went final within the last few minutes. Julio Rios and company for the Dodgers. They get it done 1-0. to And another game that went extra innings between the Dodgers and the Padres. Typically don't get live action on this show. But you know what? Back-to-back nights, the Padres and the Dodgers have been able to deliver much like Beating the book, that podcast delivers as Gil Alexander. He does a terrific job of hosting that every Monday. He goes through all the lines with South Point Sports Director Chris Andrews and then Thursday. So that is coming up here in the AM. He is going to be doing a nice roundtable discussion with professional handicappers and some of the finest VEASAN analysts here at the network. You're able to get the Beating the Book podcast or your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. This goes on and on and eight need a little bit more baseball in your lives the greg peterson podcast of the baseball betting show you're able to get that wherever you find podcasts where i break down every single mlb game every single day and i'm gonna get a little bit of a taste of that next as we hit upon some national league baseball games here on vcin esports betting network at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Your next win is brewing. Play for free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with prime time with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please do celebrate responsibly as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Banking Network. Great to be joined by Tom Cunningham, who does great work over at Vegas Insider, and then Charlie DeCirco. He does amazing work over at Action Network. They joined me in the last two segments, taking a look at the futures market in the MLB and taking a look at some games for Thursday. And we had on a lot of the American League games with them in that last hour. Let's take a look at some of the National League games here as we've got a game that currently doesn't have a total in a lot of spots because 
It is a good old Wrigley Field game, but I'm seeing one pop up at Circus, so that should be able to help us out a little bit as we go 951-952 on the betting board. This is the Philadelphia Phillies on the road facing off against the Chicago Cubs as Javier Assad is going to be going for the Cubs, and Ranger Suarez is on the bump for the Phillies, and the, the Phillies... They are one of the bigger favorites that you're going to find on this Thursday. They are anywhere between a minus 175 to a minus 192 favorite. And when it comes to the Cubs, you're getting them between plus 160. And I'm seeing as high as where I sit a plus 174. Most books do not have a total on this game. Typically, books will post this right around 5 a.m. Pacific time, maybe closer to 4 a.m. Pacific time if you're out there on the East Coast, 7 to 8 a.m. So do be mindful of that, though. Circa, where I sit right now, they are typically one of the first to post up a total. And right now, I am seeing an initial total of eight with the juice on the under end. If you get a market-wide number of an eight, I would be taking a look at the over with the Wrigley Field win situation. Last I checked, it's going to be a little bit more of a directional win. Not necessarily blowing heavily out. Not necessarily heavily blowing in and right around seven, eight miles per hour. So, not something that I think is going to play too big of a role in this game. What I do think is going to be playing a role in this game is the fact that the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen post-All-Star break has been absolutely terrible. Since Corey Knable has went on the injured list, it has been a Philadelphia Phillies team that really has not been able to find their footing in terms of the bullpen. They are one of just three teams since the All-Star break to have north of a five bullpen ERA. The other two are the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Boston Red Sox. So that's been an issue. And it's not even like they're necessarily giving up a bunch of home runs. They're just giving up contact upon contact. Jose Alvarado has actually been okay in the bullpen towards the second half of the season. You're able to rely upon the former Coven, David Robertson, along with Brad Hand. But when it comes to Sir Anthony Dominguez, he's come off the injured list. And since coming off the injured list, after being very dominant prior to going on there, he's got near a north of nine. That's not been good. You've got Andrew Bellotti, who's been a little bit up and down for the team. And for the Chicago Cubs, They've had their bullpen issues as well. They rank in the bottom 10 in terms of bullpen ERA, plus all-star break as well. But Brandon Hughes has been able to write the ship for the team. Manuel Rodriguez has been posting up right around a 3 ERA. And then for Javier Assad, he's made a few starts for the team, and it's been a little bit up and down for him. He's been, in my opinion, a bit lucky with the way that he's been able to wriggle out of situations. But with Javier Assad, I actually have liked what I've seen out of him as he's only getting right around 7 half strikeouts for nine innings, but I do think that that is going to be going northward as he gets more and more innings at the big league level. He's been a little bit, shall we say, nervous in his first few MLB starts, five and a half walks for nine innings, but that seems to be going downward as he gets more and more reps as this is going to be appearance number eight for him. And then on the flip side, for Ranger Suarez, he's actually been significantly better on the road than he has been at home. He's got a little bit north of a four ERA when he is at home, 267 ERA on the road, but he himself has his command issues right around three and a half walks for nine innings while getting only seven and a half strikeouts for nine innings. So that has played a little bit of an issue for him. And when it comes to Ranger Suarez, he has been consistently inconsistent this season. As you take a look at what he's been able to do recently, and he's given up at least three runs. And now three out of his last six starts, he had a really good stretch coming out of the All-Star break where he had given up a grand total of four runs or four earned runs because there were a few unearned runs over the course of six stars, and then things toilet bowled from there. So, Ranger Suarez has been someone that has been very hot and cold, and a big reason why I do like this total over is because for the Chicago Cubs, they get back one of their main matchers. That would be Wilson Contreras. He and Patrick Wisdom, north of 20 home runs this season. As for Wilson Contreras, he throwing there Christopher Burrell, even someone like a Alfonso Rivas. These are guys sitting between about 235 
250. In fact, Wisdom, I have a tough time being able to get on base, but we've been able to get some nice at-bats out of Nico Horner, who's been able to 285 in for the Philadelphia Phillies. They've had their ups and downs in terms of this offense as they generated two runs on 11 hits on Wednesday. That was far from terrific as they went 2-16 with men in scoring position. I think that that is going to be going just a tad bit upward in this game as you still have Kyle Schwarber pounding out 42 home runs. He's been able to do a terrific job on that front now. Bryce Harper has not been himself ever since coming off of the injured list. He went 0-4 on Wednesday and had both of the team's RBI, so... That sort of tells you where things are at right now for the Philadelphia Phillies. But J.T. Riamuto, since the all-star break, he's been hitting about a 300. He's legitimately been the best hitting catcher in all the big leagues since the beginning of the month of July. Nick Cassianos is back at the fold for the team. You've got Gene Segura along with Alec Bohm, who have been able to hit between about a 275 to 290 as well. And Bryson Sopp post-all-star break has been able to hit above a 265 as well. But when it comes to the Phillies, I think that this is a little bit of an overinflated line. Certainly, they should be a favorite, but as they always say, if you find yourself in a must-win game, and it's not something that's set up like in the NCAA tournament, well, you do have to win the final game in order to get a title and everything like that, but if you find yourself in a bunch of win-to-get-in scenarios in order to get to the playoffs, typically that means that you're not very good, and I think that the Brewers and the Philadelphia Phillies, the two teams fighting for that last wildcard spot, they find themselves in that fold, being able to get plus 160 on the Cubs. I'm willing to fire and need it at least a plus 158. And seeing the opening number here at circa of an 8 on the total, I'd like it over. Win shouldn't be playing too much of a factor. And Javier Saad, Rangers, Suarez, both have had their command issues. Both of these bullpens, they've been having some, shall we say, not-so-great play as well. So I'm also going to be taking a look at this total over. Let's move on to a West Coast game. This is 957-958 on the board. This is the Colorado Rockies on the road facing off against the San Francisco Giants as Carlos Rodon. He is going to be going for the Giants and Ryan Feltner is on the bump for Colorado. And Colorado, a sizable underdog anywhere between plus 185 and plus 205. And when it comes to the Giants, find them as low as a minus 215, as high as a minus 230. I'm going to bypass the money line and I'm going to go with the run line because that is between minus 105 and minus 110. And I was willing to lay up to about a minus 114 in this ordeal because I do think that Carlos Rodon is going to be able to do a dominant job as he has been incredible at home. On the road, it's been a little bit different, but Rodon, home and road, has been able to generate right around 11 strikeouts per nine innings and has really done a nice job of keeping the ball in the yard as well. Carlos Rodon overall for the season, he's got a home runs per nine rate of a 0.6. As a matter of fact, it's 11.9 strikeouts per nine innings that leads qualifying National League starters as well. So he's done a nice job there. He probably has been a little bit unlucky. You just take a look at the way that some of the starts that have went bad have won against them. Typically, it's been because the fielding has been just a hot mess in general with the San Francisco Giants. And for the Giants, they have had their issues in terms of being able to put back to ball. Jack Peterson is somebody I like. He's been able to supply 23 home runs thus far this season. He's hitting right around 265. And then you do have someone like a Luis Gonzalez who's been hitting right around about a 250 or so. So he's been able to move the line. But you do have guys like a, shall we say, Dom VR, Joey Bart. Let's throw in there someone like Lamonte Wade Jr. has been dealing with some ailments recently. These are guys hitting a 240 or lower for the scene, but you have been able to get a little bit of something out of Therio Strad as well. Hitting right around a 265, double-digit amount of homers. So that has been good at Wilmer Flores. He has supplied the boom with 19 home runs, but the big issue that you got with this Colorado Rockies team, they just aren't the same team when they are on the road as opposed to at home. This is the Colorado Rockies team that has just been flat out sad on the road. They're 24 and 50. 
Their batting average falls by about 45 points when they go home to road. Their home runs per game basis, they are right around 1.1 home runs per game when they are at home, 0.6 home runs per game on the road. Something like a C.J. Crone, who has been able to supply 29 home runs this season. 21 of them have come at home. Randall Grichik, he's got well above a 300 batting average at home. That falls right around at 220 when he's on the road. And for this Colorado Rockies team, the bullpen has been a hot mess. They're in the bottom five of the big leagues. In terms of bullpen ERA, post-all-star break, it's been a 494. Alex Galmay has been a nightmare. Jake Bird wound up getting used up on Wednesday as well. So, got a lot of guys that are now on the full And for the San Francisco Giants, it took them a while to find their way in terms of the bullpen, but they've been able to do a much better job here. So, I'm going to be taking a look at this run line with a total of 7.6 with Ryan Feltner having nearly a 6 ERA. I'm going to take that over as well. And then, that leads us into the pro tip from this hour of what we took a look at in Major League Baseball. And something that you can take away from the interview that I did with Charlie DeCirco along with along with Mr. Tom Cunningham is that we were on sort of different sides. And I think that it's very important to note that even if you're on the different side of a handicapper, expert, what have you, it doesn't necessarily mean that your pick is wrong. Because even the best of us on a minus 110 spread, we're typically only correct 55% of the time. So don't let others' opinions push you off of a pick. But something else that we're picking is a little bit more baseball, as we do so on the other side here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one-time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Your hometown sportsbook. Your hometown sportsbook. Your hometown. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.